Well, hello there, hockey fans. Welcome to this week's episode of From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. It is Tuesday, July 2nd, and I am your host, Amy Johnson, the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. And of course, I'm joined every week by my wonderful co-host, but a guy who's been very busy this week, seeing as we are just a day removed from free agency frenzy, and that would be our president and founder and our editor-in-chief, Mr. Rick Stevens. Well, good afternoon. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, busy indeed. A little bit. But uh, let me say um, happy Canada Day to uh, my fellow Canadians and and even those honorary ones as well. Um, And uh, our neighbors to the south have uh, their own holiday coming up. But we first want to recognize Canada Day, uh, a day that... uh, uh, well, it's kind of been um, almost co-opted, you know, by um, by Pretty Mr. Much. Batman, but but um, we still find time to uh, to do some fun things as well as all of the activity on Free Agent Frenzy Day. Absolutely, and well, but and there wasn't. I mean, there wasn't a lot that happened on Free Agency Day, was there? <laughs> I don't think. Uh, I think well, it was pretty quiet this year, wasn't it? Uh, somebody just. You know, threw a grenade in the room and walked away, and and, oh. and then all the fun started. Okay. Well, we're going to touch on that just a wee bit uh, in the first segment. Um, not going to spend a ton of time on it, but we'll we'll very briefly touch on that. More importantly, we're going to talk about uh, because this is the AHL report, and from the press box, we are going to talk about. All those signings, particularly the, the depth signings and how they affect uh, farm teams and so forth. So uh, we're going to quick take a look uh, in our first segment with the free agency signings by the Montreal Canadiens uh, and also by the Laval Rocket and the free agency signings of the Philadelphia Flyers and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms and just kind of bring you up to speed because things were happening fast and furious yesterday. So you might have missed uh, some signings that's more for Flyers fans than Habs fans because um, the Flyers were were quite busy uh, building depth yesterday uh, in our second segment we're going to go around the AHL and just touch on and I mean every team uh, be it the NHL team or the AHL team was busy making deals yesterday and uh, signing players so there was a flurry of activity around the AHL we're just going to touch on a few uh, notable free agency moves some names that you might see, uh, might find familiar and, and new, same names with uh, new places, basically. Um, we have some news regarding uh, a, a certain head coach in the AHL. There's been another coaching change, and this one might have been a little bit of a surprise. Um, and while we're talking about uh, the coaching change, uh, that particular coaching change, there's some other personnel coaching, uh, personnel changes that we're going to touch on. Uh, regarding the Belleville Senators, and a uh, little bit of little bit of, of news came out about the AHL All Star Game for 2020. Uh, they have a new naming sponsor, so we'll reveal who that is before we head to segment three, where we go beyond the AHL. And let me tell you, we have a fun segment three today because we have a special guest. Uh, and our special guest is none other than I'm. If you are on Twitter. You saw on round one of the draft, there was a young man 
and his father in Red Wings gear, who were were this year's version of last year's Habs. Oh my gosh, lady. Uh, These were the two. They went viral on Twitter, Sportsnet, TSN, um, just shaking their head in absolute disbelief when the Red Wings selected Marit Seider. Um, And, uh, well, that young man happens to be one of our ticket winners. And he was there uh, with Rocket Sports Media. So he's going to join us today to talk, talk about his experience at the draft. And what it what it has been like for him to quickly uh, have some Twitter fame and and be making the rounds with the uh, media, both uh, nationally and internationally. So we're going to talk to him in the third segment, and we also have some news, uh, ECHL news uh, for Flyers fans regarding the Reading Royals. Uh, so we've got a packed show today. You know, again. The off season is never boring. I, sometimes I think we have more to talk about in the off season than we do on any given on any given week during the regular season of hockey. Wow, I know <laughs> that's a lot. It is, and and really, it it is. Um, I I I I must. <laughs> I'm 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 amused when when people say, "Oh, has has anything happened?" Well, there's uh, particularly in the off season. There's there's uh, news that happens every single day, and that's why uh, we're uh, there to monitor it and uh, report on it, whether it be uh, via our websites or on social media. And uh, then uh, we gather to talk about it uh, every week uh, on our podcasts, like this one. Absolutely. So we are going to get to that uh, momentarily here. Um, I, yeah, I have to ask because you know that, that fans will clamor and ask, do we have any, any special kind of like national days? I should, well, I should mention that in honor of Canada Day, I have a very special snack here. What do you got? Um, is, this a Canadian someone, is it what? A Canadian snack? A, a... It, it is. In honor of Canada Day, I had a, a, someone very dear to me sent me some Lay's ketchup chips. So I'm eating those right now. And so everyone in Canada is going, Lay's ketchup chips. Well, that's boring. But you don't understand. We don't have these in the United States. We don't have these. Uh, And for everyone in the United States is going, ketchup chips. Well, just imagine you took a French fry that was covered in ketchup and you shaved it off into crispy potato chips. And that's what you got. And they're very crunchy. And they're very or you crunchy. have a very good microphone, one of the two. I think it's a combination of the two. Mm. Um, so, yes, I'm snacking in honor of Canada for Canada Day today. Uh, since my microphone is so good, I decided to only accompany my ketchup chips with water and not the cherry Dr. Pepper that I was going to have, because I don't think any of you really need to hear me belching into the microphone for the next hour or so. Water Dr. It is Pepper, today. isn't that kind of redundant? Isn't Dr. Like you know, a regular funny. Dr. Pepper? It is kind of redundant. Dr. Pepper, I think, I forget what the number is. Dr. Pepper is officially a combination of, I think, like 17 different flavors or something ridiculous like that. And it has a very cherry-ish kind of vibe going on. Cherry Dr. Pepper, however. Oh, oh, oh. It's like 
Cherry Coke and Dr. Pepper got together and had a baby, and it was like the best baby ever created. Um, cherry Dr. Right. Pepper is very, it's, it's Dr. Pepper, but it's just got a, a very significant punch of, of cherry and it's, it's quite tasty. Well, mm-hmm. so well, that beats it. anything that, uh, officially is a national day. So we'll just go with the day to eat Canadian snacks day. And okay. that's, that's, that's fine. Uh, um, yeah, the, the, a little, um, yeah, not much, a little tardy on the, uh, uh, National Day calendar this week. Um, there's National Eat Your Beans Day tomorrow. There's Fried <laughs> Clam Day, and oh, of course, I love uh, clams, but not fried clams. Yeah, Fourth of July is uh, National Ribs Day, I think. Um, Ooh. But I'm we'll having, just go I'm, with um, we'll, we'll just go with your thing, or if you wish, uh, National Mark Bergevin um, How to Make Friends and, and Influence People Day. I don't think that was today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I think he missed that, uh, that assigned reading at class. Uh, I see. Because, okay, well, let's just, as, as, uh, as I believe you said before we, we got on the air, let's just address the elephant in the room very quickly. Um, Mark Bergevin offer sheeted Sebastian Ajo and, it didn't work. No, the end. It didn't work. <laughs> um, yeah. And I know, Rick. I'm sure you've got some some opinions on this. I've had some opinions. I've had some non-opinions, and I get yelled at on Twitter for not having an opinion. But whatever. Um, I know you and Joe Whalen are going to talk about this very extensively this coming Saturday live on the Canadians Connection podcast. So I don't want to take anything away from that. And I want to encourage people to tune in to the Canadians Connection podcast this week because there'll be uh, Rick and Joe will have a really tremendous breakdown of, of the offer sheet situation and just everything else that Mark Bergevin did or did not do uh, this week. But just in a nutshell, offer sheet, good idea, bad idea, surprising, not surprising. Listen, this is, um, there's a reason that these uh, rarely work. Uh, and <laughs> when I say rarely, uh, like once, um, where it's not matched. And um, uh, so if you're going to choose this method, and I think um, Mark Bergevin had, had failed uh, to, to sign some um, unrestricted free agents targets that, that he had. And um, when that was becoming clear, this is, this is the hail Mary. But if, if you're going to do a hail Mary, uh, you throw it to the end zone. um, As someone else had said, you don't run a draw play. And that's essentially what the Canadians did um, in, in putting a very weak, a very tepid uh, offer forward that was easily matched um, they could have made things uh, difficult, and, and as people have said, uh, the Canes dodged a bullet given that, that this was uh, so poorly conceived or poorly executed or both uh, by the Canadians. And, um, and one wonders if, if it was uh, just badly managed or if, or if this is more of a, was more of a PR stunt uh, to say to their fans that they did something, given that uh, there was not really a chance of this ever working. So um, 
we'll kind of get into that on, on Saturday. I know that, uh, Joseph Whalen is chomping at the bit and uh, we, we briefly <laughs> consider it an emergency podcast, but, uh, we're going to do it upright and, uh, and, uh, uh, talk about it on uh, Sunday live or Saturday live at, uh, one Eastern. Excellent. I, I will say, I'll just put my two cents in, uh, right now and say, I, <laughs> Okay, he he tried to he tried to to do something a little unexpected and and you know make some waves, make some news. Um, the fans will eat that up because they'll take that as as Mark Bergevin trying to make a big move. Uh, as I said on Twitter, it certainly falls under uh, Jeff Molson's category of of his directive of the team needing to be more entertaining. That we certainly had entertainment value around the league for the last 24 hours. Uh, but for me, this is the, this is the 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 pretty shiny bauble that Bergevin dangles over off to the side to distract everyone from the fact that he hasn't really done anything very significant yet this off season. Uh, and when I say the off season, I mean the Habs offseason, which has been three months long. I don't mean the NHL offseason that started three weeks ago. Um, the Habs offseason started three months ago. While everyone else was busy playing the playing in the playoffs, Mark Bergevin was busy re-signing fringe contracts that didn't need to be a pressing matter or a high priority. They could have waited till later in the summer. Uh, and that seems to have been his focus as opposed to um, – really putting together a solid plan to get that left-handed defenseman that they need. Um, and I, and I realize there's a lot of summer left to go. Things can certainly happen, but I'm feeling a little deja vu from last year. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see what happens there, but I look forward to you and Joseph talking about this topic exhaustively on Saturday. I think it's going to be a great podcast. What we will talk about are the two before we get to the the boatload of flyer signings uh, we're going to talk about three signings um within the canadians organization two of them were canadian signings one of them was a laval rocket signing um starting with uh riley barber riley barber's right winger 25 years old uh that the canadians signed and riley barber you know, Rick, it's one of those things. Riley Barber comes from, uh, he's, he's played in Hershey for quite a while. He's a, he's a dependable, uh, dependable forward. And he, if you've lost your Chris Terry's and you've lost your Adam Cracknell's and, you know, Hunter Shankarik was kind of supposed to be last year's Riley Barber. So I guess you need to have one of those kinds of guys, uh, step in and and try to have maybe some reliable AHL offensive production um, for Laval. And if that's the case, I'm okay with the Riley Barber signing. I, I'm just hoping that he doesn't do what Hunter Shankarik did and not find his footing in Laval. Uh, if he can if he can do what he's done in Hershey, then I then I'm liking the signing. Yeah, I th- I think this was a recognition that. Uh... Uh, Joe Bouchard and, and uh, Mark Bergevin made a big mistake uh, in uh, letting a lot of offense go. Um, and uh, whether it be Adam Cracknell or Chris Terry or Dan Carr or uh, any of the ones that we've talked about on, on this podcast in the past and, and not um, really replacing that uh, offense. And, and 
where they were kind of relying on on, on Dan Odette or uh, Alex Belzeal or, as you said, Hunter Shankarik and, and uh, uh, couldn't fill that void. So Riley Barber is, you know, he's he's uh, he was a sixth round uh, pick by the Washington Capitals back in 2012. And and he is uh, he has turned into a, a career uh, AHLer who um, put points in and uh, we know when the the, um, uh, the the rocket, or prior to the the ice caps, when they faced uh, the bears, that that uh, Riley Barber was a guy to keep an eye on, and and um, had his best year in the AHL last year, um, putting up um, 60 points, split almost evenly between goals and assists. So um, uh, he can he can certainly. Um, uh, be a help uh, is is he going to be the kind of guy who can be uh, called up to the Canadians? Um, no. Well, history says says no. Um, uh, he just had um, uh, three games with uh, Washington and and certainly um, uh, none since uh, the 2016-17 season in the NHL. So uh, he's he's. Uh, He's a Laval Rocket guy, and that's uh, primarily where, where his usefulness will be uh, will play out. I agree. I agree with you there. Um, and as I say, this I on on the surface and at first glance, I like this signing, um, and I, I hope that he I hope that he has uh, an equal or if not more an equal amount if not more success uh, in Laval as he's had with Hershey. The Canadians' other signing yesterday, however, I'm not so high on um, because I, how many goaltenders does one organization need to have? Apparently, uh, they didn't have enough. And instead of, I mean, the the I guess we all know the answer to does is Charlie Lindgren going to have to fight? For, to, to win a job as Carey Price's backup, the answer is yes, because the Habs went out and signed Keith Kincaid uh, yesterday. Keith Kincaid, who whew, had a marvelous season last year in New Jersey, not really. Um, and so, and, and, <laughs> and not for a small amount of money either, $1.7 million, Keith Kincaid. Um, I'm just, you know, like I, I think when I heard this yesterday, I just threw my hands up in the air and I said, I give up. I just give up. I, I don't know what Charlie Lindgren needs to do other than every time he sets foot in a crease, he's got to post a shutout every time. Maybe, maybe then, maybe then he gets a crack at being Carey Price's backup. It's uh, it's an odd signing. Uh, it looked like the Canadians were leaning towards Curtis McElhaney, um, who uh, kind of fits that um, solid uh, veteran who, who can play a backup role that you don't have to worry about. Um, and and uh, Curtis McElhaney signed for I think it was one point three uh, million uh, with. Tampa Bay and instead the Canadians paid more uh, half a million more for uh, Keith Kincaid who as you said had a, a terrible season last year uh, with the Devils was traded at the trade deadline to Columbus but didn't see any action uh, there and and um, 
you know, he was, Keith Kincaid was at the, uh, the very bottom of uh, almost every goaltending metric um, uh, last season. If you look at his career numbers, they're, um, I, I would, I'll be kind and say mediocre. Um, and uh, yeah, he's, it, it's, it's an interesting signing. And I, I suppose that um, Stefan Waite thinks, that uh, it's it's a player that he can work with and and someone who um, Carey can work with, but but really the Canadians need a backup who can play 25 to 30 games. Um, I don't see that this choice offers anything more than than uh, uh, Charlie Lindgren could could offer, and probably a lot less, and and certainly at um, at least double the money. Um, so yes, a, a bit of an odd signing, and uh, and especially as you say, when uh, in addition to Price, there's now Kincaid, there's now uh, Lindgren, there's uh, Primo, there's McNiven and Lacouve uh, that uh, they find that will places will have to be found for them to play. I I I'm I can't help but think that uh, Mark Bergevin will deal one of those uh, goaltenders before the season uh, begins. Well, I, I'm, I'm just all over the place about it. it I, I agree. I, he needs to deal one of them because if, if Keith Kincaid goes into camp and, and takes that job, Charlie Lindgren is the starter in Laval. He shouldn't be. He's he's overqualified to be there at this point. He has nothing more to learn at the AHL level. But okay, he's the starter. And then you've got either McNiven or Primo. Neither one of them needs to be down in the ECHL. You can't. I mean, I know last year there were times they decided to to carry a three goaltender rotation, which was just insanity. Um, it's just. It's confusing all around, um, you know, not sure, not quite sure why, why this step was needed, but hey, I guess we're going to find out as the summer goes on. Uh, yeah, uh, Carrie Price had said, and, and many people are, 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 are taking this um, to the extreme, I think, and probably uh, overplaying it, that uh, Carrie Price w- wanted um, uh, a backup who had some experience and, and uh, that he could depend on and that um, uh, he didn't have to babysit or mentor uh, was, was uh, the word. And, and okay, uh, if that's the case, then uh, Keith Kincaid doesn't fit any of those uh, situations. He's, 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 he's not one that can be relied on. I don't know that he can, um, um, provide the the solid starts for that many games. And Kincaid himself, when interviewed, said that he was looking forward to uh, learning from uh, Carey Price and and building up his skill pr- set from Carey Price, um, and see how Carey Price, his routine and how he goes about everything. To, that's <laughs> that sounds a lot like uh, Keith Kincaid was looking to be mentored by Carey Price, which is exactly what he said he didn't want. So. Um, yes, as you said, uh, quite puzzling. Um, I, I, you know, uh, people are ready to write off Michael McNiven, but uh, he's only two years out from being named 
CHL goalie of the year. Uh, Primo is a great prospect. Lacouve, I haven't a clue why he's there. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, it's it's um, it's it's going to be uh, challenging, um, I think. And and you know that's the other thing we we talk about certain coaches being hard on goaltenders. Um, Laviolette, the former Flyers uh, coach, is is one who has that reputation. But there's there's those coaches uh, in the AHL uh, who also uh, are not goaltender friendly, and I think uh, the Laval Rocket have one behind the bench as their head coach. So that makes things challenging uh, for those young developing goaltenders as well. I'll wrap up the commentary on Keith Kincaid, which is making this one observation as well. I, I said to someone yesterday on Twitter because I started hearing the, well, 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 you can't judge Keith Kincaid just on his stats from last year. You have to, you have to look at the horrible team that was playing in front of him. And I, I laughed out loud because I, I, I said in response, thank you for making my case for me to every single one of you who say that Charlie Lindgren is not ready to play in the NHL because that's exactly what all of them do. They look at the stat sheet and don't take into consideration the abysmal team that he's had playing in front of him. So if you're going to use that excuse with Keith Kincaid, thank you very much. Then the same thing applies to Charlie Lindgren. Next. Oh, goodness gracious. All right. Well, the Rocket, um, the Laval Rocket signed one, one contract yesterday. Many AHL teams were quite busy yesterday signing AHL contracts. The Laval Rocket had one, uh, and it was a one-year, one-way AHL contract with a Quebec-born forward, William Peltier. Peltier, did I get that right? I'm, I know I'm going to get that Peltier. wrong. I'm going to Peltier. Okay, Peltier. I think you get it right. Um, he is 26. Uh, he's played 118 AHL games with the Chicago Blackhawks AHL affiliate, uh, the Rockford Ice Hogs. Um, he's 5'7", folks. He's a whopping 5'7", 172-pound left winger. Um, so there's that. Um, you know, three seasons with the Ice Hogs. Okay, he's got uh, 53 points over the course of those three seasons. Uh, of course, everyone's jumping up and down because he's a Quebec-born native, um, which will, which the fans will be happy about, um, for sure. And that's that's all Laval has done so far, uh, at least since the last time we spoke. Who knows? Maybe in the next week they'll they'll start scooping up some other guys. Well, and and just a reminder that that um, Mark Bergevin was was very busy. I think the count is up to fourteen uh, fringe signings, whether it be. Uh, lower tier NHL signings or AHL signings the, we've talked about the Adams Moisan. We've talked about the uh, Culkin. Uh, we've talked about all of those type of signings that he, he made uh, rather early in this, the uh, off season. Um, and um, you know, there's some, some leftover players as well, whether it be Alexandra land and, and uh, Mike, Michael Pizzetta and, and, and others and, and the new arrivals uh, like uh, Nick Suzuki and, and Joel Teasdale. So um, I think it'll be interesting seeing how that all gets sorted out. And, and I don't know how much more room um, the, mm-hmm. the rocket will have without really, 
I mean, the, the, the issue last season was uh, finding uh, ice time uh, for the, the developing prospects, and that wasn't managed very well. I think we can all agree on that, um, that, um, that, that, that the ice time went to uh, some of the veterans, and, and that didn't, uh, even, even at that, it didn't uh, uh, play out well uh, for wins, and it also affected the, the development. So hopefully that all gets turned around uh, at, as the Rocket begin uh, this next season, and, and the priority becomes uh, developing the prospects. On another side of things, while while things were quiet on the Laval Rocket front, and and quite frankly, aside from from the offer sheet and a couple of small signings um, from the Montreal Canadiens, the Philadelphia Flyers and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms were busy, 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 and continue to be busy today. Um, whereas you were just saying, Rick, that you know, where is there's there's the roster is kind of tight for, for Laval, uh, not a whole lot more room for guys to get signed. The Phantoms have the opposite problem. Um, they've lost at least 10 um, unrefri- unrestricted free agents. Um, you know, guys like Cole Bardrow signed with the New York Islanders. Uh, Tyrell Goborn went off to the Vegas Golden Knights. Jory Laterra is off in the KHL now, as is Corbin Knight. Mike Vecchione, uh, Signed with the St. Louis Blues. Uh, David Schlemko's contract was terminated. Uh, he got bought out um, by the Flyers. So they lost They lost a lot of guys. So Chuck Fletcher has been making a lot of big moves for Philadelphia uh, over the course of, of the last few weeks. And we've talked about how we've, we've really been impressed with, with the moves that he's been making. Uh, you know, made that trade for basically for the, nego- the the negotiating rights to, to get at Kevin Hayes a little early, and that ended up being successful. Um, so he's gone after some big pieces early on. So Chuck Fletcher's focus yesterday on free agency day was depth signings and making sure that they, that he had guys who could not only uh, help to restock the farm down in the AHL for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, but are also guys who can, who can come up to the NHL level and fill in when injuries uh, occur and so forth. And, and he said as much yesterday in his presser that, that a number of the guys that they signed yesterday, he anticipates moving back and forth between the NHL and the AHL. He went heavy on defense. He, he signed uh, Tyler Wotherspoon, Andy Walensky, Nate Prosser, and Chris Begris, uh, all defensemen. He signed Curtis Gabriel, a right winger. Kyle Chris Guolo, who is a center, as, well, as is Andy Andrioff, and goaltender Jean-Francois Berube um, as well. So that was a lot. I think that's eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's eight signings for the Flyers. On the flip side, the Phantoms signed Cal O'Reilly to a two-year deal. Uh, they re-signed uh, their all-star forward, Greg Carey. Uh, today they announced that they re-signed defenseman James DeHaas. Um, and they've also signed Jerry Fitzgerald and Eric Nodal to one-year AHL contracts. So, whew. I don't, I can't even keep all that straight. That's, I think that's a total of like 14 signings in the last 24 hours between the parent organ, the parent club and the AHL team. So the flyers are busy. The flyers and the phantoms are very busy. And lots of good news coming out of um, flyers development camp as well. Yeah. Um, 
Voorhees, the um, and uh, you know these these development camps. I think uh, sometimes, whether it be the the Habs who who uh, also just had theirs or the Flyers, that um, it, it's not necessarily about the uh, uh, the goals that are scored or it's it's because this is a bit of a new experience for some of the prospects and and what they're there for is is not to put on a, a you know, a high performance show, but they're there to, um, they're there for teaching. They're, they're there to learn what things that the, the, um, management, uh, wants them to work on. They're there to learn how to be a, a pro. Um, they're there to, to learn about weight training and off ice training and, and nutrition. And, uh, and they're there for, for kind of, um, you know, that baseline testing that, that, uh, the, uh, the teams like to track. Uh, but still, um, you know, at the Flyers development camp, there was um, a prospect that I like is is Morgan Frost, and and I think he had a pretty good uh, camp. Um, you know, he's a great skater. He's got high end skill. He's and 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 he's smart. Um, I thought he he um, uh, there was lots of good news coming out about him. Uh, Rupsoff's another one. Um, Jay O'Brien's another guy that I really like, a real spirited player, a real tenacious mm-hmm. kind of player. Um, Cam York, who who you'll know that uh, he was my choice for the Canadians to take at at 15. He went 14 uh, to the Flyers, and, and uh, I think the, the kind of calm, composed kind of uh, scouting report um, that many had on him was uh, was proven at, at the development camp. So... Um, yeah, you know, and, and and others, uh, whether it be Radcliffe, Rupsoff, whoever, uh, I think it was uh, lots of positive coming. At least um, Fletcher seemed to be impressed with the level of talent at uh, at Flyers development camp. For sure, and and he should be. I think if anyone's going to come into camp and really contend for a roster spot, I'm putting my money on Morgan Frost or Joel Farabee. Um, I, I, as you say, Morgan Frost certainly made uh, big strides this year. Was very noticeable. Uh, fans really took notice of him as well. But don't uh, don't forget Joel Farabee. He's perhaps not quite as flashy, uh, but but he will. Uh, I think he's going to impress as well. Um, and and I and I do have to say, as far as all of the signings yesterday, you know, I I like that. Fletcher is his his quote yesterday in his presser was I I didn't go after any big name big money signings today because I don't want to his his words I don't want to box out our young players and that's something Rick that you and I have been have been harping on for for weeks months years uh, in the Canadians organization and so I I appreciate that Fletcher understands how deep uh, the Flyers organization is right now, thanks to the drafting in, in prior years of Ron Hextall, and that he wants to make sure that those players are a focus, and he simply just added to the depth of the organization, brought in some some veteran presence. Um, I like the Lehigh Valley Bantam signing of Cal O'Reilly for two years. Uh, O'Reilly was the captain of the Iowa Wild for the last two seasons uh, and, and has has put up some really good numbers. I think he's going to be a good infusion of energy and, and mentorship and veteran presence uh, for the Phantoms. So overall, I like what the Philadelphia teams did yesterday. And I thought they had, I thought so far overall, 
uh, Fletcher and, and the crew down in Lehigh Valley, I think they've made good choices uh, so far throughout this offseason. And, and just briefly for Habs fans, um, for those that, that, that weren't at uh, development camp, um, you're going to be real excited about the way Ryan Paling looked. He was, um, he was that guy who was just head and shoulders, uh, men amongst boys, however you want to term it, looked like he didn't belong there. Uh, Ryan Paling was outstanding at uh, mm-hmm. uh, development camp, and it looks like um, he's going to be a serious contender for a roster spot when training opens for uh, the other guys I liked. Um, uh, yes, Yessi Alonen, um, just a gorgeous skater, uh, a real uh, responsible kind of guy in all uh, areas of the ice. Um, his endurance, his work ethic, um, he's he's going to be a good one. Um, Rhett Pitlick, it was nice. Uh, the Canadians fans, some of them got their first look at Rhett Pitlick, of course, drafted um, uh, just a, a week back. And... Uh, Lots of speed, lots of energy, uh, lots of tenacity. He was uh, an interesting guy as well. So lots to be excited about for uh, the Montreal Canadiens fans with their prospects. Now just getting them a place to to play and, uh, (laughs) and they'll be all right. That's right. We are going to take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, of course, we've got more here on From the Press Box for you. We're going to go around the NHL, talk about some other uh, notable free agency moves outside of these two organizations, talk about some coaching changes, and, of course, go beyond the AHL. Don't forget, we've got a special guest coming up uh, momentarily for you. You don't want to miss it. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here on From the Press Box after this short break. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. Welcome back to From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Radio here at Rocket Sports Media. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, your lead contributor here at the at the AHL Report. And, of course, Rick Stevens, my friendly co-host, is here with me as well. And this is the segment. One thing I should say before I go any further, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us at the AHL Report uh, Seven days a week, 365 days a year. If you've got questions or comments or just want to chat about hockey in general, no matter what level of hockey, uh, we invite you to to chat with us at the AHL Report, uh, where you can find us on Twitter. We're going to go around the AHL now. Um, we've we've kind of talked about what the the Habs and the Flyers and their farm teams did uh, for free agency, but there were some other notable moves in free agency, some names that might be familiar that are now on the move. Uh, and Rick, the first one 
is the AHL League MVP from last year, will not be returning to the same team. Uh, Dan Carr, who um, should be familiar to uh, uh, Canadians fans, uh, of course, last season uh, played with uh, the Las Vegas uh, Golden Knights organization, uh, had uh, a call-up, uh, two call-ups, I believe, and, and got some NHL experience in, but primarily played for the Chicago Wolves and, uh, as you said, was the AHL um, MVP. And uh, he is he has been signed by uh, the Nashville Predators organization, and um, they uh, scooped him up. And uh, he'll that's where he will be playing uh, next season. So stays in the Western Conference, uh, but uh, new team, and uh, hoping he continues his success uh, and carries that over to this year as well. Another name that's familiar to Habs fans, but is going to not the most pleasant uh, name of a team that you'll want to hear. Uh, the Bruins added a few pieces to their puzzle uh, yesterday. Brendan Gauntz uh, from the Comets, you'll know that name from the Comets, uh, were signed by, was signed by the Boston Bruins, as well as Chicago Wolves goaltender Maxime Legacy. Uh, but the thirdly, they also signed a defenseman, and that would be from uh, current, well, just coming off a Calder Cup win with the Charlotte Checkers, Josiah Didier has been signed to a one-year D, uh, AHL deal with the Providence Bruins. Uh, Josiah Didier, who who uh, was a a key factor in the uh, Checkers uh, Calder Cup win, uh, but uh, Didier and I will no longer be friends as he moves to the Boston <laughs> Bruins. Or, We're so sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, it's going to be a little weird to see uh, Josiah wearing the, the yellow and black, uh, but hopefully, you know, coming uh, with that Calder Cup win experience, uh, he's bringing a lot to that team. And, uh, well, things in the Eastern he will continue to be a, a formidable presence in the Eastern Conference. Uh, heading back out to the Western Conference, the, the Vegas Golden Knights are scooping up talent left and right. I, let me tell you, they've gone. They've also gone after uh, some guys off of that that Charlotte Checker uh, Calder Cup winning team. Um, they've signed Jacob Megna, Patrick Brown, uh, but they also signed. This is for Habs and Flyers fans. Tyrell Goldburn gets a two-year contract, and Brett Lernout gets a one-year contract. Um, so first of all, come at me again and tell me how Brett Lernout is an NHL ready, but uh, a very competitive, very intelligently formed team in the Vegas Golden Knights scoops him up on the first day available on free agency. And secondly, who boy, I uh, anyone on the ice uh, when both Lernout and Goldburn are on the ice at the same time, watch out <laughs> well of course you have Vaughn Carpen uh in um uh Vegas and formerly um in the uh, front office of of the Canadians and um saw an opportunity to pick up uh, uh a player that he was uh somewhat familiar with and and uh learn out of course uh, didn't in in that logjam of of uh, a, of NHL talent that was sent down to the Rocket uh, wasn't getting the opportunities that uh, that he deserved uh, last season, and so uh, good opportunity for Learnout um, 
in the Vegas organization. Absolutely. We wish him the best of luck there. I hope he makes a, a, a big immediate impact. Another name that will be familiar for both Habs fans and Flyers fans is Byron Fraze. Uh, former captain of the Laval Rocket, who was traded mid-season this year uh, and went to the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Uh, Byron did go UFA this year, and he and Brandon Davidson were picked up on one-year two-way contracts by the Calgary Flames. So uh, another former uh, Flyers and Canadians uh, personnel member heading out to the Western Conference. Uh, in addition to that, um, the Tampa Bay Lightning were busy stockpiling goaltenders. Let me tell you what. Um, they've uh, went ahead and signed, and I know they've signed more than this. Um, they, signed, they, they actually signed some, some big name, AHL names. Um, Chris Mueller, uh, folks will know from the Toronto Marlies. Uh, he's been signed by the Lightning on a one-year two-way contract. Colorado Eagles goaltender Spencer Martin and uh, Scott we- goaltender Scott Wedgwood were both also signed uh, to one-year two-way contracts. In addition, Zach Fucali signed by the Lightning. So congratulations to Zach Fucali. He's back in the Eastern Conference. Um, We'll see with the with that stockpile of goaltenders where he ends up playing. But my goodness, Rick, wouldn't it be interesting? You know, it's always entertaining when uh, the Habs AHL affiliate goes to Syracuse and plays a game uh, in that building. And wouldn't it just be even more interesting if it were Zach Fakali between the pipes? <laughs> yeah, uh, Tampa Bay was busy with. Um... Uh, Louis Domingue uh, departing and, and uh, Connor Ingram. We know that story that we've talked about before. So um, Zach Fucali will be in the mix and he was uh, with the Vegas organization and their ECHL affiliate primarily. Uh, and so it's nice to see him um, getting a new opportunity. And, and as you said, um, it'd be interesting if he's in the net when uh, the rocket come to Syracuse. I'd pay money for I'd, grab some popcorn and I'd uh, <laughs> I'd be right there for that. Um, as we said uh, at the top of the show, pretty much every team was making a lot of signings yesterday. Um, and so names that you will be familiar with are going to be on new teams this year. Uh, Andrew Hammond, uh, now a member of the Buffalo Sabres, as, as is Curtis Lazar and John Gilmore. Um, those are three big names picked up by, by Buffalo. Uh, Gabriel Dumont, speaking of Syracuse, Gabriel Dumont, former uh, captain of the Habs AHL affiliate Ice Caps, uh, no longer in Syracuse. He has signed with the Minnesota Wild on a two-year two-way contract. So he is off to the Western Conference these days. Um, so, Rick, it's, I mean, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, the the signings are just coming in left and right Um Seems a lot of guys on the move this year. So I think the league is going to look quite different uh, in just a few months. Yeah. Familiar guys in, in different uh, sweaters. Uh, Kenny Agostino uh-huh. is another one um, who's familiar going to the Leafs. Uh, Podorowski, a, a, a player that I, I, right. um, you know, really liked and spoke about many times uh, and was the playoff MVP for the checkers heading to Anaheim. And so, 
um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's going to be fun to see uh, all these guys in in uh, different jerseys. Well, the players aren't the only ones who are going to be uh, with different teams. Of course, we've had some coaching updates uh, throughout the off season, and uh, a new one that was I frankly a little bit surprising. Uh, Calder Cup winning coach Mike Vellucci of the Charlotte Checkers stepped down as the head coach of the Checkers and assistant general manager, director of hockey ops. And later in the day was named as the head coach of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, uh, who uh, Clark Donatelli was the head coach uh, for the Penguins and he had resigned uh, for personal reasons just a few days prior. So, Interesting switch. Stays in the same conference. Just won a Calder Cup with with Charlotte, but uh, moving on to other things. You don't see that every day. A Calder Cup, a winning coach, uh, then leaving the organization, and and which, as you said, is a bit of a head scratcher and has caused a lot of speculation. and And many are are um, suggesting that um, Bellucci's just done a a, a, a calculation that. Uh, uh, there's less of a chance that he could move um, up to the NHL level with Rod Brindamore in in um, uh, Carolina than uh, in the Penguins organization where Mike Sullivan is uh, getting all kinds of criticism and um, you know is is uh, might be on his way out with the Penguins organization. Of course, Vellucci had a an existing um, relationship with Jim Rutherford from the, the, the Whalers organization. And so um, reuniting there and, and maybe with the opportunity to move up with uh, the NHL pins um, is what attracted him uh, to Wilkes-Barre. Well, it's not the only uh, coaching change that's happened. Uh, it's not a head coach change, but there is uh, some movement in Belleville as well. And this, I have to say, has me beaming from ear to ear um, and, and just really a, a great story uh, of hard work and promoting within the organization. Uh, two members of, of the hockey ops staff for the uh, Brampton beast have been promoted to the Belleville senators. Um, and both of them are, are guys that we've worked with uh, quite a bit. First off, uh, former Beast head coach Colin Chalk, who I should say head coach and wearer of all hats. Uh, I don't think there was a job that he didn't do all at the same time. Uh, he has been promoted to an assistant coach behind the bench with the Belleville Senators. Uh, and our good friend Fred LeMay, uh, who was also wearing many hats, he was uh, an assistant coach and the, the video analytics coach um, for Brampton. Uh, and and director of player personnel, that kind of thing. He has also been promoted uh, to the Belleville Senators, um, and he is the Senators' newest video and analytics coach. So congratulations to both of them, Rick. Really a great story. Could not be happier to hear about this for both of these gentlemen. Great guys. Uh, both Fred and Colin, terrific guys, hardworking guys, guys who have poured everything into – uh, the the roles that they've had and and as you said uh, each was kind of managing a three ring circus uh, with with Colin Chalk uh, doing the head coaching and and doing the GMing and and managing 
uh, an affiliation with uh, two different teams for a while, and and Fred with the um, both being the the uh, video uh, uh, coach, the assistant coach, and then doing all the travel arrangements and everything for mm-hmm. the, I, I, the they're they're terrific people. It's happy uh, they were both uh, uh, promoted, and and uh, they'll be uh, uh, very good in in. Um, their new roles in in Belleville. Absolutely, uh, the the Belleville staff just got a lot better, <laughs> I have to say, <laughs> if we don't say so ourselves. So congratulations to both of them as well. Uh, one more, just quick news item before we head off to our next segment. Um, the title partner has been named for the 2020. AHL All-Star Game, um, and this year it's the Ontario International Airport is the All-Star title partner. Um, an airport is, is the title sponsor partner for the AHL All-Star Game, and um, really all I have to say about that is can you please guarantee that we all have really good, uneventful, smooth, fabulous flights to Ontario, California for the AHL game. That's all I want from you. <laughs> if they can, if that comes as part of the package deal of being the title partner, I am all in. That doesn't and mean someday <laughs> those the horrendous <laughs> travel stories to Vancouver and back will be told. Uh, but, uh, yes. If you heard me last Saturday on the Canadians Connection, you'll know. Yeah, you got the, sick, uh, didn't you? Yeah, I, I you did. Had... I had had a guy on a plane across from me just uh, spitting all over, coughing all over me, and just oh. yeah, it was lovely. It was lovely, and and yes, I I was sick when I got back. Oh, that's not fun. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's fly. It's, oh, hate flying. Hate flying. But I'm sure the Ontario International Airport will be a wonderful title sponsor for the All Star Game. Uh, I'm also sure that you're going to enjoy these two quick messages that we have for you as we go to break. And on the other side of it, our special guest has finally arrived. Uh, You don't want to miss this interview with one of our uh, contest winners who also happened to have his 15 minutes of fame in the spotlight. And frankly, thanks to social media, it'll probably be a little longer than 15 minutes uh, as as his meme lives on forever in in the Twitterverse. Uh, So you won't want to miss that interview with Mr. Jake Nagy coming up right after this. So don't go anywhere. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at All Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, The team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, 
Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. Welcome back once again to From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my fabulous co-host, Mr. Rick Stevens. But Rick, we have a very special guest joining us right now. We do. I We do. I am very happy to uh, welcome to the program for the first time, uh, Mr. Jake Nagy. Jake, how are you today? Hi. I'm doing well, Amy. <laughs> doing well. Thanks for having me. You know, I I love, you know, I think your voice sounds that excitement 24 that excited 24 hours a day because when we first <laughs> met you in Vancouver a week ago, you sounded equally excited. <laughs> you know, uh I try to uh try to keep the excitement and joy for life high at the Red Wings stand. Uh, we haven't had a lot of that these last 3 years, so you got to you got to try to bring it yourself, you know. <laughs> Well, we we like that. Just to give folks a little background now on who Jake Nagy is, let's let's all just think back to about a a, a week and a half ago, uh, round one of the NHL draft. You're all sitting at home if you weren't lucky enough to be one of our contest winners and join us in Vancouver. You were watching at home on Sportsnet or TSN or NHL Network something along those lines, and Detroit got up in the first round to make their selection, and they came up with. Moritz Sider, and the cameras instantly went to a young man and his dad in Red Wings gear with the most appalled head-in-the-hands reaction (laughs) Um, and instantly went viral on Twitter. And that young man is Jake Nagy, who is with us today. And Jake, we, you know, this was we didn't uh, we didn't necessarily realize that it had happened on Friday night, but on Saturday, I remember going over to your seat and saying, "Did you see this clip of yourself <laughs> that's going around on Twitter?" Um, and and Rick and I were just thrilled to know that one of our one of our contest winners had had made the big time. That's right. You know, uh, I. Uh, was planning on sitting uh, uh, way up in the nosebleeds and got to connect with you all uh, and to have the the tickets to sit in the lower bowl. It's just an incredible experience, you know, to to be surrounded by fans from, you know, all 31 NHL clubs. I even know there were some Seattle fans in the house. Um, you know, it's amazing. There's no other event really uh, within the year where you'll get to see fans from, from all over the world. And, um, so got to to sit right by uh, where some of the players were uh, were sitting, and uh, so the the TV uh, camera must have have picked us up early on. And um, yeah, when they when when Steve Eisenman stood up and said uh, uh, from Mannheim of the DEL, I mean my my brain just kind of paused. Uh, I had a lot of guys I thought we might take. Moritz Sider was not one of them. So uh, the the meme was born in that moment, I guess. <laughs> well, it's 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 funny because um, little did I know that that all of this uh, was going on. And uh, as the draft ended, um, I was you know talking to uh, our contest winners, and um, yourself and 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 your dad and Tyler were coming out of the the seats and. Um, Maurice Sider, um, we had talked on the Canadians uh, podcast 
Uh, my three picks for the Canadians at number 15, um, Maurice Sider was one of them and probably the, the top one in my mind. So when I saw you guys, I said, wow, Maurice Sider, great pick. Um, and you guys looked at me like I had three heads and, um, and, and somebody said, and I don't remember who, uh, just kind of murmured, uh, in Stevie, why we trust. And I thought, Oh gee, what happened there? (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, I I think we were really expecting us, uh, to draft a a center. Uh, we, we picked Philip Zadina last year, Joe Valeno as well at the, the end of the first round who, is looking to be a terrific center himself, but uh, Zadina is a pure goal scorer. Um, I think we were expecting us to draft someone like a Trevor Zegras, um, you know, maybe a Dylan Cousins who would really slot in nicely with him. I, I just didn't see a defenseman uh, that we would, would pick around that point. And earlier, uh, about middle of the season, I'd, I'd seen some clips of Cider and, and some of his rankings on draft boards and knew we'd have a very early second round pick was hoping we might be able to get him then, or maybe even as he started climbing up draft boards that we could trade uh, the Red Wings had three second round picks. I thought, well, maybe we could package some of those, move up late in the first round and get cider. So uh, I actually, I, I love the kid's game. I was really just stunned. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't expect it at six. I don't think he expected to be picked at six. Uh, his reaction was maybe the only one that was more uh, priceless than my own. <laughs> um, he, he looked pretty shocked himself. What was, so walk us through, you know, everyone, probably, I would imagine even people outside of of the Montreal Canadiens fan base uh, saw the meme last year of the woman's expression (laughs) when Kakanemi was was selected first round last year. Um, The oh my goodness look on her face. So what was, what's it been like for you, even that night and, and that weekend as it was happening, as you realized that not only were you on TV, but that you would become kind of a, a gif on Twitter and a meme and that suddenly it was kind of turning into, into a bit of a, of, of a viral tweet. Yeah. It, it's kind of crazy. You know, uh, a buddy of mine had texted me from back in the States uh, that, that we were on TV, but it was the, the NBC, uh, the NBC program. And they had shown us earlier when the whole crowd was booing Gary Bettman, uh, they showed, my dad and my buddy Tyler and I laughing. Um, so I thought that's all they were talking about. Um, and then that night we were, you know, reading some articles about the pick and I watched this YouTube video of a, of a reaction to uh, the Red Wings picking cider. And the guy on the YouTube video is saying like, Oh my gosh, look at these Red Wings fans. Their, their faces are priceless. And I was like, Oh, you know, I wonder what he's talking about. Uh, and we, we show up for day two of the draft. Um, and, Amy comes up and says, hey, uh, have, have you seen this picture, you know, this meme, this gift that's going around? And uh, I, I was pretty stunned. I hadn't, I hadn't seen it yet. And uh, then all of a sudden it started popping up all over Twitter. Um, Steve Dangle from Sportsnet uh, asked me to do a little video with him. Uh, and then actually just last week I, uh, I was on a podcast uh Back in Mannheim, Germany, where Moritz Sider uh, was drafted from, got to do an interview with the Mannheim Hockey Podcast. I think it was their first non-German episode. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> my German is not uh, not too great, so they were kind enough to do it in English. And it's just crazy how uh, the hockey world is uh, global, but also 
uh, just comes together in, in such a, a cool community. It's pretty crazy. Well, it's a, it's a real nice story. Um, and we were so glad that, um, you joined us and your dad and, and, and your buddy and, and, um, it was it was all meant to be, I think, because uh, there we were before the draft, and and we had had a couple of uh, last minute uh, cancellations. And uh, for people that that listen to to the podcast, they know we we run a contest, and we partner with the NHL to bring fans from all over uh, the U.S. and Canada uh, to the draft, and and uh, we had a couple of. Uh, cancellation so I had a, a few tickets and you were you were interacting I think you were posing for pictures um, in yeah. front of a the draft backdrop and you were interacting with uh, Mike and Shane two of our contest winners and and just the way you were uh, they were uh, using your camera taking a picture for you just the way you were um, sparring back and forth I thought well these guys are hockey fans so uh, <laughs> approached you and and asked you to join us and and um, you know I did you think it was real? Did you, did you say, who are these guys or, or did you embrace the opportunity right away? Oh, that's, that's great. Yeah. We, you know, we drove up, I live in Portland, Oregon now. And uh, so we drove up about six hours and got in early. We weren't sure what time the doors opened and we just wanted to kind of be in the atmosphere around the building, seeing all the fans. And so, like you said, we're interacting with everybody and, uh, Ricky came up and and started chatting with us and asked us if we wanted to join you and it I just thought it was too good to be true uh, I, I I couldn't really believe it and um, I I was joking with my with my mom later uh, that um, I'm really glad I didn't I, I'm glad I was so stunned that nothing came out of my mouth because uh, if the CBS picks me up saying something. You know, uh, my my mother. I'm, I'm a grown man now, but I think she still might have washed my mouth out with soap if I've been caught saying anything else. So, uh, yeah, I just couldn't believe it. I I uh, I'm so grateful to have had the chance to join at Rocket Sports. Uh, it was just an incredible experience, uh, one that I certainly will never forget. I don't think uh, anybody will forget as long as the the GIF is around. <laughs> well, that's right. And I'm sure you'll be able to pull that out of your back pocket and use that in plenty of occasions on social media. Yeah, I don't know if being a meme is something you can put on a resume, but I, I think I might <laughs> I might have to use that at some point. Well, Jake, we, uh, as I echo Rick's sentiments, it was a, a sheer pleasure to meet you, uh, your dad, and, and Tyler. All three of you were fantastic guests for the weekend. We really enjoyed having you, and uh, we're, we're super pleased for you that you uh, were able to, to catch a bit of the spotlight uh, during the draft as well, and we're just uh, glad to have you part of the Rocket Sports family now. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Uh, we, we're already looking at our, our flights for Montreal in 2020 to join Rocket Sports again. Uh, it was <laughs> amazing experience. We're so so grateful for y'all. And um, we're, we're hoping uh, we might might be drafting uh, number one next year. I heard there's a pretty good Canadian who might be uh, coming to the Red Wings. We'll see. Well, uh, yeah, we, we look forward to keeping in touch with you uh, over the course of the, the next season and, uh, and uh, reuniting back in, uh, reuniting in Montreal. Um, uh, a real pleasure to meet you and to uh, get to know you guys and, and uh, real true hockey fans and, and uh, um, looking forward to the next opportunity. Thanks, Rick. Cheers.
Well, there you had it. That was Jake Nagy. You can find him on Twitter at Jake Nagy 19. That's J A K E N A G Y 19. That's Jake Nagy 19 is where you can find him. And I, he has, he has thoroughly taken full advantage of, of being a meme on Twitter. It's now his Twitter banner on his profile page and <laughs> you name it. Like you said, you know, it's, it's just, we, we meet such wonderful people from all around the league. Uh, and it's really Rick, one of the biggest reasons that rocket sports has been putting on the NHL draft fan event for 10 years. Now it's, what other opportunity do you have to make those kinds of real life connections and friendships with people from different fan bases outside of your own um, and get to meet people from all over the continent, really? Um, and they always have such great stories. So this is another great story to add to the collection. And it's it's a reason that uh, I think the, the NHL has uh, um continue this this uh, partnership with us and it's it's certainly a way to uh, to grow the game of hockey and connect fans um not only on social media but personally and and uh, uh the the connections seem to uh, be long lasting and and much deeper that way and and uh, uh we certainly have, have met great groups of people uh every single year we've done it and 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 uh this year was a little bit extra special i think I agree for sure. Well, now that we've had a great chat with Jake Nagy, we just want to add one more uh, little bit of information and news out there as we go beyond the AHL, a little bit of ECHL news for you Flyers fans out there. Um, If you've paid attention, Flyers fans, to your ECHL franchise, the Reading Royals, um, or the Lehigh Valley Phantoms for that matter, You'll know that a familiar name is Nick Luco. Nick Luco uh, has been to to Flyers development camps, training camps. Um, he played a, a handful of games for the Lehigh, for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Uh, spent has spent a number of years playing most of his pro uh, career in the ECHL, playing for the Reading Royals, and was in fact their captain last year. Uh, and Rick, it was announced uh, yesterday that Nick has been. Uh, basically he's hanging up the skates as a player already at 27 years of age. And he has just been named the Reading Royals new assistant coach. Well, congratulations on that. (laughs) Absolutely. Now this is also significant. uh, And, and if you've been a Flyers fan for a long period of time, you know, the name Luco um, because uh, Nick's father, Peter Luco was the NHL uh, was the Flyer, Philadelphia Flyers president for 20 years. In fact, he just left the organization four years ago, maybe three or four years ago. Um, so the Luco name has a long-standing history with the Flyers organization. Um, and just as it, at development camp this year, Danny Briere's son was at development camp, and there were plenty of people on on social media saying, "Oh my gosh, I feel so old." Uh, sort of the same thing happened when, when Nick Luco started showing up at development camps, when Peter Luco's son was, was now showing up and starting to play. Um, and, and the name stays now within the organization. He, he played with Reading for four years, captained them last year, and now he becomes uh, one of their assistant coaches. So pretty neat uh, kind of evolution there for the Luco family. And congratulations to Nick as he begins his coaching career. Great story. Yeah. 
we like those kinds of great stories. In fact, we had lots of great stories on today's show. Indeed, we did. We did. Uh, thanks again to Jake for joining us. Uh, thank you all, of course, for being here. Now, Rick, we did mention at the top of the show that uh, on Saturday, you and Joe Whalen are likely going to really break down uh, this offer sheet business uh, between the Canadians and the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, so could you remind folks once more where they can listen to that podcast and all of our other podcasts here on Rocket Sports Radio? And it's early in the week. There may be plenty more oh, news yeah, by Saturday. By <laughs> uh, listen, we have four podcasts in our uh, Rocket Sports Radio uh, family. And, and uh, it was interesting talking to the folks at the draft uh, who say they like the idea of uh, of all four podcasts. And, and mm-hmm. uh, they get one, you know, kind of every second day there's something brand new to listen to. Um, so there's the Canadians connection from the press boxes is this AHL focused, uh, podcast. There's Habilism, there's Habs unfiltered. Uh, and, uh, it's simply to go to either allhabs.net, go to, uh, ahl.report. Um, or uh, if you're on the go, your, your favorite podcast, uh, uh, app, uh, just search for Rocket Sports Radio. Subscribe, and uh, you'll have all the podcasts uh, that we do delivered directly to you. Excellent. And you don't want to miss on, out on any of them. It's it's different hosts for every podcast. So that means different perspectives, different opinions, different uh, content. Uh, so it's really something different for everyone, uh, no matter what you listen to. But we're really glad that you join us here on From the Press Box because you get a little bit of everything. You get a lot of AHL news. Uh, not just for the Canadians and the Flyers, but around the league, as well as prospects and junior hockey and the draft and, and all of those kinds of things. Uh, so don't forget, you can also contact us on social media at the AHL Report. You can find me on Twitter at Flyers Rule, and you can find Rick on Twitter at All Habs. Be sure you're also uh, liking and following along on our uh, respective Facebook pages for AHL Report. Uh, and Rocket Sports Media, as well as the Instagram accounts for AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. There's just so many ways to get our content. And don't forget to go to the website, ahl.report. And we will be back again next week with who knows what kind of bombshell. <laughs> who knows? Who knows but what's going to happen? Speaking of fireworks. Week? What? Happy Fourth of July to to you oh, and to yeah. all of our um, listeners south of the border, and uh, be safe. Thank Have you. a great day, and and enjoy yourselves uh, on Thursday. That sounds good. It's you know another reason for a barbecue. So happy to happy to do it, um, and uh, happy Canada Day to you as well as you continue to celebrate, and to all of our Canadian listeners. And thank you, Rick, for joining me again this week. It was a really great show. You're very welcome, and thank you, too. We'll see you next week. Absolutely. So we'll see you back here next Tuesday on From the Press Box here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Radio. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we will see you back here again next week on From the Press Box. And keep on wishing. Remember your dreams is your only scheme. So keep on pushing.